Cranky Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. This is the Monster Away edition. Dave and Lindley are in the car with me. And here's the story of the game before I bring them in. Saturday evening, Tolman Park. Round 22 of the Pro 12. Monster Scrum, Keatley. Oh, massive gap in the centre and they're true. And Taute, Taute with the pass to Keith Earls. And that is the kind of first phase easy try that no team wants to concede in this league from 30 metres out, Munster untouched going under the post. Yeah, that's that's dreadful play from Connacht. There's no need for that. That's just simple one-up passing. He stepped outside Ronaldson. He didn't make any major attempt to make a tackle. That's dreadful stuff. Uh, that, that's that's as you know you'd be you'd be disappointed under 14s seeing your your centre run up like that and get so easily sidestepped. Shocking stuff. I mean, you finish up there with uh, Dennis Buckley and Andrew Brown sort of both standing looking at each other. They're both annoyed. They both realise something had happened. It's very frustrating because they know what they want to do, uh, but they're just they're just not doing it. Very and hard, William, to see how this team right now can get themselves up to a level to even come close to beating an English side in two weeks' time. They 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 can't. I'm afraid at the moment. Mm. I, I know we wanted be, to see something. there'll be a different dynamic in that game. Okay, one off. Okay, completely different dynamic. But at the moment, we're a bit short. Good break from Ronaldson. Beautiful offload. Real trickery from Ronaldson, from from Tom Farrell there. Great stuff from Farrell. Really just turned his man and uh, popped it up, and then ball lost at the break at the tackle area. So Farrell again alive and kicking. It was O'Halloran was tackled. Did anyone spot what happened on the ground? I think the ball just popped loose. Oh, well, monster ball, ten meter line. Conway, beautiful pass to Wooten. He's looked good. Steps inside O'Halloran. What an offload, Keepy. One more man. Conway is in the corner. It wasn't fluidly perfect. But boy, was it well executed and in the end. TMO will decide. I think he's okay. I think this is going to be another try for Munster as this oh, turns yeah. into a mauling. Yeah, I think so. And, and that came down to, William had just mentioned it, there are players not trusting each other. There are player, two players, Danny Pullman stood, stood inside, didn't trust the fact that Tom Farrell could make the tackle, which left the space on the outside. Pullman should have stayed outside, stayed on his man. It wouldn't have made The break wouldn't have happened quite as easily. Connick's season no, hasn't got continuous. going, if you don't mind me saying so. Seven minutes to go to half-time. Or to, yeah, to half-time. And Munster have already pretty much uh, secured another victory in Toman Burke. 22 points to nil. Tom Farrell is down injured, so Connick are down a man in the back line. And they need to rearrange pretty quickly. And they're under massive pressure. This is the kind of moment, the next couple of minutes, decide whether it's going to be a landslide if Connacht can't defend this. And Munster looked determined. Earls whips the ball out wide. Had the pass gone into the hands of Conway, that would have been a try. But it doesn't matter because Connacht are making their tackles and Alex Wooten is charging through to within four metres of the line. Munster just need to be calm, composed. Cronin is going to try and truck it over himself. An extra movement. And he gets the try by reaching out. Bonus point for Munster. 29 points to nil. 30, 40, 50. If they keep this moment, uh, determination up, they decide what the final score is going to be because I don't think Connacht have a say in this, Alan. No, this is all about Munster. It all depends on what Munster want to do and how they want to finish the season. Um, get themselves ready for uh, the semi-final, or home semi-final. Um, and yeah, so this this is going to be dreadful. I know Tom Farrell was down and then limped back into position, but there was no excuse for the four missed tackles as Alex Wooden came across. O'Donoghue have been absolutely fabulous for, for Munster. 50 minutes on the clock. Munster 31. Connick nil. Connick scrum five metres from the Munster line, five metres in from the touchline. The scrum has been solid all day. Can they hold that together for now? New man in, Finney Bealham. Looks steady. Not dominant though. Bit of work to do at the number eight position for Muldoon to dig it out, and he does that. Marmion 
pops it back inside to Pullman. The whole move was well read by Munster, but Pullman in the end did well just to get Connacht on somewhat of a front foot. Cardi crossfield kick. This is for Kelleher. He rises high and he scores. Huge roar from the Connacht travelling support who just wanted anything out of this game. It's a very small in-goal area, so they might have to look at the TMO, but they don't. Nope. He's got it down. That's Cardi's specialty, Alan, and it's brilliantly finished off by Keller. Well, he's certainly as good as any player in the Northern Hemisphere with that kick. He really is. Like He was a, an Irish... I think he, was, he played international football under 14, under 15 for Ireland. I was pretty close to it. And he really has some beautiful footballing skills. You'd just like to see him use them a little bit more often is all I'd, I'd look for. Because that was brilliant vision to see it and a superb catch from... Um, Callahart to take it but it was beautifully weighted yes because he left it in the air for so long William it just really really makes it so hard for the defender and Keller had all the time in the world to time his jump because he was coming on at the right angle he could see it all the way Dave Heffernan and Shane Delahunt have a good battle for that uh, number two jersey for the playoff Delahunt's done okay today William he has done he's done well he's been around the park a bit and uh, showed up well in the first half showed up a couple of times when we were under a lot of pressure in the first half Heffernan's on and he's just thrown into the line out of Brian the target and Connacht have the ball and they're trying to set a maul I find it hard to believe they'll be able to push this Munster team over based on what's happened so far yet at the start anyways the maul is perfect and they are getting go forward ball they haven't even been told they haven't even been stopped once yet now they're told it's stopped once as Munster counter shove so it'll have to come out Dawai bursts out of it uses his strength gets over the line and scores that's what Nalia Dawai was included in the squad for. That's what you expect from him. He's got the job done there. Try number two for Connacht and a bit more pride on the board. Murray just a little tap and go. A little bit of a carry. Keatley. Keatley, for the second Connacht fixture in a row, has been man of the match. He's leaving Munster at the end of the season. Some are wondering if he might be coming to Connacht. Might be signing number two. That would be good. Keith Earls. Carry there from uh, Niall Scandal. Stop short. Very good, defense. good defending from, from Connacht. Connacht defence has improved. It has to be said, even though they've conceded 21 points in the second half, it definitely has improved. Yeah, certainly when the replacements came on. So that was after the first two tries were conceded. So, yeah. Two metres from the Connacht line, Monster, though. Connacht do seem to want to stop them if they can, but they're not going to be able to. And I think that's Connor Oliver. 50 points. Brilliant from Oliver. The big 5 0 for Munster. Connacht 14, a record defeat for Connacht against yep. Munster. All right, that was the game. William and Alan will be along a little bit later. They're all off to London, to Lords. So more from them anon. But for now, in the car on the way home, the three people from the Craggy crew. Dave Finn. Good evening, and uh, I wish I was in Lords. Yeah. And also on board on the way home here, Lindy McKenzie. Good evening, Lindy. All right, Dave, your initial thoughts. Well, I've uh, I think we're going to look at three or four lads who are going on the tour to Japan. Uh, they all wore red, unfortunately. Um, ah, I had a feeling beforehand it was going to turn into a pre-season friendly at the end of the season, and it did. And Weird we champion. are not going to make the Champions Cup. Um, there is a chronic lack of confidence in the squad at the moment we're going into it we haven't won a game since the since the monsoon uh, against Zebra um, the team they're clearly trying things at training because there was there was elements of moves there today that looked if they'd come off would have been beautiful they're definitely trying stuff but the execution is gone 
which drains the confidence, which means that the, the confidence is gotten, gone and the execution gets worse. So it's a ne- it's an ever decreasing circle of, of of if you're being extremely negative, you regard to it as incompetence. But if you're being fair about it, is the confidence is draining. They are trying stuff. There's there's no one going out there think not trying to do stuff. Yeah, you had a line which I liked, which was. <laughs> Connick tried to play all the rugby Munster actually played all the rugby which I thought was quite a good line yeah I mean Munster didn't have I mean if you look at their tries there's one beautiful try which comes from a beautiful pass from Jack O'Tad yeah. that is probably forward um, but it's a, that's, the, that's the one try where you think they've really really worked hard for that try yeah all like the, the other- hands for James was they were trying the corner in the first half James Cronin had a nice pass near the end you know and yeah. that, that was good too that, but, but, but I know there, 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 are element, there are elements of us of all the tries that are really, really nice rugby, and we can't take away from that. We, I mean, we are going to be very negative about about the whole Connick performance, but we should also throw in the caveat of that most were very, very good. All right, well, Lindley, I'll give you this for your starter, which is back row for Munster. Absolutely phenomenal. We got Oliver, we got O'Donoghue, and obviously we got Diesel on loan. They, they just dominated. Yeah, I was very impressed with young Jack O'Donoghue and his and his tries down the down the tram line there. Um, look, we've had cha- we had changes again this week. We had changes last week, um, and I know the reason was to give these lads an opportunity to step up. You know, but it's very difficult to step up if you haven't been playing all season. So when you've got that back row of Munster, um, who have been you know playing at this level of incredible you know pace and execution and skill for all season it's very difficult and you've got you know John Muldoon and look John Muldoon is is possibly maybe could have done with the rest actually um this yeah. week yeah. you know um he's done his 300 maybe he should have had maybe he could have rest but I guess playing against Munster and being the captain and then coming up against having a two-week break maybe that's in the back of their heads as well look I think at the end of the day two teams had had nothing to play for in terms of honours. The best team with the confidence um, the, the team that is going through to the semi-finals to host Ospreys, you know, is Munster. Last year it was Connacht, you know, and last year it was us who played that swashbuckling brand of rugby full of confidence and bravado and this time it's Munster. Um, Connacht, even interesting enough, Razzy Rasmus at his press conference said about Connacht that um, he believed that had been obviously when asked about their performance he said well when you have a coach leaving and you have players who maybe don't know what they're playing for it can be difficult and I thought that was a very interesting way of putting it while also applauding obviously Pat Lamb and, and, the, and the difference he has made to Connor Rugby in the three years since he has been here and it's true I think if you look at it with a with, when you at the end of the season you have now have something to play for that match you didn't and I can guarantee that the next two weeks you know I think you there'll be a total change in attitude of these players towards achieving their seasonal goal because if they don't achieve their seasonal goal it has huge repercussions for everyone and the club and the amount of money and the amount of support and the amount of uh, media publicity because when they're done playing you know, in, at the lower level of Europe, they won't get the publicity and the amount of money and the kudos that they've had for the past few seasons. So it might just focus their mind when they realise when they come in next week, then they've got two weeks to play this playoff. You know, that it's just—it's not just about—it's not just about getting into the Champions Cup. There are huge ramifications. 
Yeah, on that day. I mean, it would be foolish of us to completely write off their chances, I guess, you know, because of that. Because of rugby being the type of game that when there's a lot riding on it, bearing in mind the opposition next time are not going to be as good as Munster. Seventh ranked in England does not match up to what Munster are playing at. That's just fact. And on top of that, they're going to be a bit nervous, the team we're playing, if you get if you get into a game. We know what happened with the Gloucester playoff a couple of years ago, where Connacht were much the better side. A very bad decision went against them, really, in that game. And that was the difference, as Alan pointed out before. So, should we have a bit of hope? And you're usually the positive aspect. But And if, if you're going to just flat out say yes, why? I don't think you can say flat out yes. That right. I don't think... I think you have to live in the real world. Yes, you can be positive, you can be optimistic, but you also have to be realistic. And the, we are going in on the back of four defeats. You're right about all the things you are saying, though. There was a few bad decisions last year. The other thing as well is that we forget that the lads who came into that monster side today are coming off the A squad, and they've just won the BNI Cup. So that is another force feeding of positivity. Yeah, it felt like a pretty coaster full strength monster team anyway. There wasn't a million bucks. No, no, I mean... No, I mean it's good mix anyway. Well, we, to be fair, they're, they're almost getting to a position where they have a, a, a second 15 that okay. ranks Understood, with comparison yeah. with the second 15 that Leinster puts out. But the other thing we need to take into account why you can be a little bit more positive than you sh- than the bare results would be is that we've got a week off. And if it's Gloucester or if, it, if it's Gloucester and they win next week, to win next week, they will have to have played a pretty intense game against Stade Francais, yeah. who we don't know, who may also need to, need to win the competition to get the seventh place to go into the playoff against Cardiff. We just don't know because as we're driving, those matches haven't finished yet. Yeah. Um, we don't know. So there's a very good possibility that Gloucester could be beaten up next week. Yeah. Still win, yeah. get into the playoff and get beaten up. Now, if Gloucester don't win, then we're looking at Northampton. I don't, I think, just to jump in there, I think Gloucester, we have a chance. And maybe if I can bring Lindy in on that as well. I think Gloucester, we have a chance. I, I cannot see us beating Northampton. I think Northampton will have two weeks. They'll be ready for it. I think Gloucester, we have, I would say, about a 20% chance. So I'm giving us very little chance, but some chance. I'm, I always give Connacht a chance if they're in the right frame of mind. My only, my only fear about Connacht is that they actually still haven't played to the level that they played last season. There's still... That that little pass is missing. It's just not going to hand. You know, defensively, obviously, that des- desperately needs to be, you know, looked at. On the plus side, all their set piece was very strong today. Their scrum was good. Their line-out was good. No issues with that at all. So, I, I mean, obviously, I would be concerned that the fact is... You know, if I if I saw them playing like they were last season, I'd say, oh yes, we could go into any playoff and we could beat anybody. And Connacht on their day can beat anyone. But I haven't seen that 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 performance that we saw last year to give full confidence in it. Okay. We've. I mean, I mean, this is a genuine question. Do we think we've put together 80 minutes of rugby this season? I mean, like I think away from home in the Champions Cup to Wasps for a while. I think the, do you know? I think there's been little sparks. I think the Ulster and Toulouse games back to back at home. But this is all before Christmas. I don't think we've done. I don't think we've done it since Christmas. I think Cardiff away was pretty impressive because they've kind of shown that they're not a bad team by winning ten or eleven games, and that's not too long ago. And even the Toulouse away game, I mean, it looked like we were going to get destroyed there, but we fairly came back into that and we were only a drop goal from our objective. So I think it's in them. But I think Alan made a great point earlier, and both of you should think about this because you wouldn't have heard it, but like, or it was William actually who said it, Bundy Aki, Alton Delan, Tom McCartney, three current squad members missing, all three of them really important leaders in terms of their actions. Thoughts? I agree with you in terms of leadership with Tom certainly there, there needs to be another leader you can't be relying on Mull 
because if Mull at times you wonder if Mull is allowed to focus on his own actual playing game yeah. I mean and you know if Mull drops off does that also mean that his captaincy drops off as well he, he's, he's a human being he's not going to play 110% every game he just physically it's just impossible that that could happen so that's why you probably need Tom there in terms of leadership and also to give drive again Dave Heffernan is, is playing is playing decently at the moment and Shane Delahunt had a it's, it, certainly in terms of the it's fine never lets the side down but they don't have Tom's kudos coming from New Zealand and you know being a leader in the team uh, Bundy is the only player at the moment in the squad where you think he can do something that nobody else expects defensively as well you know I, I really think they miss um, Lindley you know on that because you want to say but I really, really miss Bundy defensively well defensively like you just know that every time he hits that man and he goes for him and he you know you can you can feel the adrenaline there you can feel the entire Connaught support you know just rise up to it and I think you know I think Bundy is a huge huge loss in the centre of the field and I don't think there you know I, I honestly don't think there is a replacement for Bundy and what he brings to the entire team in his enthusiasm and in the way that he just leads by example with the exception if he keeps his mouth closed obviously leads by example on the pitch and those thumping tackles and I, you can just feel the, the adrenaline and, and the boost that it really gives players and I think he is a huge loss we're probably going to have to get to the post game interviews now you were there Dave yeah um, with Pash Boston just to sum up was how bad that an end to the season that was That's probably not the way you wanted it after regular season. No, not really. Um, obviously, um, you know, to lose by 50 points is it's not ideal. But I think, you know, as I said to the boys two weeks ago, um, when it was clear that we we weren't going to, you know, for whatever reason, we, we didn't um, achieve the goal of being able to defend our title top four. And we'd lost, that was a few weeks before, but we lost the opportunity to make the top six. So we knew straight away, we, we redefined our season and said, right, number one goal, we've got to get that, that playoff game, and uh, um, <clears throat> which is in a couple of weeks' time. So effectively, the last two games were um, an opportunity to use, if you like, as a, as a two hit-outs to give people games, build towards this game. And saying that, we're not happy with either game, last week and this week, but there's things that we take take into it, but... As I said to the boys, they've got to keep their goals firmly on that, uh, that, that game next week, uh, which is going to be against Northampton or, um, or Gloucester, depending on how, how they go this week. And, um, you know, we could have won these two, as I said before, we can win these two games or we lose these two games. It ain't going to make any difference to what happens in that playoff game. But there's uh, too, many, um, too many things weren't right today and too many things weren't right last week. And uh, we have two weeks to um, uh, you know, get the strongest possible side we have left out there and to um, be clear and go over. So it's something we're looking forward to, um, over to uh, you know, over Franklin's Gardens or the Shed. I mean, what was, what was, from your perspective, what was the most disappointing thing? Because there did seem to be a lot, of, a lot of ideas on the pitch, but the execution just didn't seem to be there today. Yeah, exactly. Execution. Uh, the defence, again, I mean, you know, I showed at half-time, I just put the clips up and I was... That was exactly some of the stuff to last week where, you know, we got numbers, but guys aren't connecting. One guy bites in, one guy's pushing. And I just asked, did you talk? No. Did you talk? But there you go. That's what you get for it. So you make the attack look good, you know, particularly on the edges. We just have to stay alive, get to the outside and, and push off and make, make the defence. So it's basics. And 
in defence, and um, you know we made them last week. Made them last week. We went through it. We trained it, um, and um, and again, but when it counts, is on the field. So um, again, and that 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 all becomes selection issues. That all becomes learnings that we need to uh, improve um, in that game. Rugby's one of the games we've been here long enough to know. You change everything changes in a week. You know, you win, everyone loves you. You lose, everyone. It's not great. So, uh, you know, I think um, the the biggest thing will get the selection right. You know that uh, everyone's had a fair chance. We've had a lot of guys come back of uh, of long term injuries. Um, obviously, there's um, you know there's obviously Bundy and Tom and um, <clears throat> you know two marquee guys who are unavailable um, and. Um, you know, Nizi, Matt Healy, there's some, there's some guys who aren't there, but that's why we needed to uh, ensure that some guys get some games when you consider some guys haven't played games for a while. So we took that risk and we were happy to because, as I said, the outcome uh, was nowhere near as important as as the process of building. And um, as you say, you learn, you do learn a lot from from these type of games. And uh, but it's all it's all it's all on the line, and we're excited to go over there now. And with the big carrot of uh, it's one step at a time, um, uh, of uh, getting a certainly getting one more game back at the sports club, and uh, that's a big carrot for us. Thankful. Voice of Pat Lamb. Now let's go over to London, I guess, and Lords, where Alan and William have given us their final thoughts. The next station is St. John's Wood. Doors will open on the right-hand side. Oh, that's... I don't need to go anywhere. That's, that's perfect. Okay, William, we're sitting here in Lords. Ireland are sitting on 81 for two, chasing a total of 329. They've put up a fair display. Hopefully Connick will do that in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, I think Connick might be able to take a little bit from this in one context. Uh, they had a very difficult day on Friday at uh, Bristol. They were well beaten. Uh, very, very poor performance. They've done a lot better today. Uh, we've had a very enjoyable, relaxed day here in the sunshine, sitting in the grandstand. Uh, chance to think back a little bit about yesterday. Hard to know what to make of that performance. Very, very undercooked by Connacht. Very, uh, just it just never really worked. Whatever they tried, well beaten. I know there was nothing on the game, but 24 hours later, it doesn't look any better than it did when we were watching and commentating on it. But in two weeks' time, they will have a shot at redemption, and that's what they'll have to concentrate on. They'll have to work uh, very hard towards that. They'll have to prepare, and they'll have to prepare mentally. But mm. let's see how it goes. Um, we don't quite know how it's going to finish here. It's England are probably well favourites to win this game. But Ireland have come out today and worked uh, worked themselves into a reasonable position at one stage when they were bowling. But England are a decent one-day side. They certainly are. Very fancy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed Alan got in because he never wears a tie. That's that's <laughs> that's the big issue. But fair play to him. Um, William clearly brought a spare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The dress code was sent to Alan three months in advance, so he had all plenty of time to uh, work his way through uh, how to put on a tie. And uh, you know, 
look smart. Indeed. All right. Any other business? I can go first if no one has entered. Yeah. Danny Pullman leaving. Didn't believe it was going to be in any other business topic because I thought we'd have time to talk about some of these things, but we will maybe over the next week or so. Just found out when I got back from my holidays, and I uh, have to say, yeah, enough of that. And uh, have to say, I'm just, I'm really just shocked by that. I, I don't know. I, 10, 12 years ago, when I was working behind the scenes with Connacht and when I was a journalist as well, a winger like Danny Pullman was an absolute necessity in the squad. We only have one finisher in our squad. 20 tries in about 80 games. He's about a 25% strike ratio for tries. People say he finishes off these tries and gets awfully easy tries. He's a finisher because he gets in the right position. He's not flashy. He's not full of supersonic speed. He doesn't have the amazing footwork of Tiernan or Halloran. He's not going to be like Matt Healy. And people think, well then, why would you have him? Because you must carry your winger like Danny Pullman in your squad. And I really am scratching my head. He's only 28 years of age I don't think he's got a lot of game time this year look I don't think he's perfect there was a crossfield ball to him today that was on the money he should have held and he squirted out of his hands but I defy anyone to tell me an area of the game where he's not very good at you know is he superstar at any area no but like his defence is solid his positioning is always good and he's a finisher I just lost as to why we're, why he's leaving us that's my any other business totally concur with you I'm with Rob yeah I, I think you're perfectly right um yeah, every, in, in football, you need the, the constant phrases. You need the fox in the box. You have to be. You, you only score those simple tries at the end of moves because you're in the right position. Uh, he's yeah, he's different from Nihi. and Matt will score those manic, easy meter tries. Danny doesn't do that. But yeah, you don't. If all your wingers are the same, you become predictable. And Danny gives something different that the other boys do. You need both types of finish. You need your your sprinter and you need your your finisher. And I look at some of the young lads coming through, and the guy I'm most excited about, Jordan Conroy, is much more in the mould of, of Nihi and, and Matt. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody in the squad. Now, I need to go and have a look back at some of the other wingers. Maybe Adam Levy is a bit of a finisher, but certainly you lose an experience and that specific target. And actually, I was, I'm with you on the, the ball he, that he squirted. It's very unusual for Danny to do that. Yeah. And if you compare that to this Troy guy against Leinster. Exactly. He's so reliable underneath that. It was and a I, perfect I, kick from Cardi. And actually, when the Troy was... By the way, Cardi's kick for King Keller was yeah. absolutely wonderful. That's, that's actually... That, that, that's going to be one of my things. Um, yeah. Which is, if we're going to... We have to take one positive. Weirdly, teams can't seem to defend that. It's, it was, at times, it's the only thing we have. But teams are really struggling to deal with it. But it's... it's <laughs> a, if you leave it up in the air for long enough and just float it like he does, it's... It's a real skill. It is a real skill, and also to a certain degree, it, it, it requires the lads to have to have the good hands. Um, any other bits? Uh, well, I suppose a bit disappointing. It was, there was another interpro uh, on today. The kind of juniors lost 35, uh, 34 five up in Balana. Bit disappointing uh, from that perspective. A load of lads have been called up to the Ireland seven squads for the Europe uh, Europe Elite. Uh, um, only officially two O'Connor players. That is uh, that is of the aforementioned Jordan Conroy. And I'm having a complete mind fade as to who the other one is. I think it's Connor Lowndes. Okay. Uh, but Ed O'Keefe has been called up. Uh, Shane Layden's been called up. Um, six guys in it. And also Fionn Carr has been called up as well, just uh, just for that. And finally, uh, this is an unusual request, but if anybody has a pair of socks from Zebra, that's socks from Zebra, Alan is looking for a pair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, Dave, uh, Dave just found out today about Alan's uh, mission to get socks from every club he visits. Although he doesn't get them from the Irish clubs, he said. <laughs> no need for that. But uh, yeah, socks from Zebra, nice one. Hey, one reminder, craggyrugby.com. It's up. 
It's a website. It's been worked on for the last few months. It's virtually not in beta mode. That's what it is. It's almost entirely not in beta mode now. There to have a look. Go on it. All your Connacht Rugby news and needs. And it's just hopefully be a bit of a news portal for Connacht Rugby for you. That's uh, much needed out there. Alan's put in a huge amount of work in that. So is Danny Deegan as well. So big thanks to the lads for that and everyone else who was involved. And uh, yeah, log on. Get involved. Next Friday we should know whether it's Gloucester or Northampton that we go to. Open for Gloucester. Yeah, I've never been to Gloucester. I've never been to Northampton either, but from everything you've told me, Gloucester's better. Both are lovely towns. Thanks, folks. Bye.